What is going on, everybody? Happy Sunday from POV as we are back for another main show. I know you're all waiting. I know you're probably waiting for Jill to be here. She's not here. It's one last night without Jill. She's back tomorrow. But we are here. We're excited. She's in the air right now, isn't she? She isn't. I think so. She's traveling all night. She doesn't get home until like 10, 11 o'clock or something. So she's she's got a little ways to go. But we're here. We're excited. We've got a lot of Schmodown to talk about. Um, this past week in Schmodown, there was a lot of content. This upcoming week, there's a lot of content as well. Uh, and we're going to be talking about it all, as well as being joined by uh, head question writer PJ Campbell, uh, the man, the myth, the legend himself. Um, but crew, Molly, Brian, how you guys doing? It's Sunday. Monday's around the corner. Everyone good? Feeling good. <laughs> oh, Brian's Brian. face said it all. <laughs> this is this week is for me work wise the worst week. Is it parent teacher conferences? No, it's oh, okay. so I don't know why our school does this stupid thing where so there's three weeks left of school. This week is their last graded assignment week. So wait, so everything and, in the last two weeks doesn't count towards the grade. Yes. Which it means makes they're not going to show up. Zero sense. What's the point of that? We keep it secret from them. Oh, <laughs> it's, uh-huh. it's not the, illegal. I don't know. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. So I, yeah. I'd so then you just it. have to think of like busy work for them, basically. I, I'm the cool teacher. So we just play games. For two weeks. I would, you know what I would do? I would, I would be the biggest a hole in the world, and I'd give my toughest assignments in the last two weeks, and it would never even count. <laughs> that would be count. super mean. That's what I would do, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So, I yeah, this week's gonna suck. That's okay. <laughs> but I did do something this weekend. Now, Zach, they they don't watch. I hope. Uh, I. I did something mere mortals do and completed the whole entire Lord of the Rings trilogy. Extended editions. Extended editions. Uh, I think it equated to 12.6 hours of movies. And I was like, oh, all right. Not not enough. And that was... I, you know what? I'm honestly, I'm honestly considering this my first time watching them. Well, that's how I, I was when I did it last year. I did it last year because I hadn't seen them since like, because I watched them for the first time in like 2011. Like I had never yeah. seen them, and then, uh, and then I watched them, and I was like, oh, cool, I watched them, and I moved on with my life. And then about nine years later, I watched them again. I was like, okay, I, I, I see what they're going for now. <laughs> yeah. So. Still kind of don't know what the heck happened. Thank you, Billy. Proud of you. Um, uh, to that point, everyone watching, Brian, not knowing what's happening, he asked if hobbits were regular size or small size. Um, Because <laughs> the very first scene, they're with animals, and the animals are the same size of that, as them. I mean, that, that should be a clear indication. Uh, I'm sorry. When Wait, did you are- think Gandalf was huge? I thought everyone was like, I didn't know what was going on because everyone was Andre the giant. All of a sudden they're milking a cow and the cow is like tall is not taller than them. And I'm like, what? I thought they were tall. I thought they were short and they're like the same size as all the animals. I was so confused at first, but that's, that's Brian's headspace while watching Lord of the Rings. Well, it's the the physics of everything. 
Yeah. First thing I see is animals all being the same height. And I'm like, I thought they were smaller than the animals. So yeah, I don't well, know. Other than being confused on, on their size, what what's your final, give us your final takeaway. I liked it. It wasn't bad. Um, I, I was, I went straight through Return of the King. Like I told Molly and Jake and Jill that naps were being taken in between the first two because like I was just like dying. Uh, but the last one I was able to four and a half hours all the way through. So mm-hmm. did you get good. super pumped when the, the writers of Rohan showed up? Yes. He doesn't know what you're talking about. No, I do. I do. I do. I'm, I'm trying to like piece them. I like, thank God I played the video games, the shadows of Mordor video games before this. So I knew just like teeny teeny bits of like things uh, and that helped. But yeah, names in this movie. <laughs> yeah. The names are this like Star Wars level of confusing. Yeah. Names. So. It was uh, it was quite the quite the ride for sure. I still <laughs> there are still so many questions. I'm just like, what was the purpose of you? Like you had no purpose. Why were you here? Well, so, there's a ton more of that in the books, and especially if like mm-mm. you, I I don't think you would ever read the Silmarillion, but it's it's a hard one to get through. Yeah, so Alex is going to need to start Lord of the Rings Explained because I'm going to need that to understand who and what the heck just went on. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, he's got plenty of time now. Why not? I kind of got bullied into like watching it all at once by Alex and Molly. So, Um, all right. Well, we have a lot of fun things to talk about tonight. I do want to bring this comment up because this is just awesome. Ryan, you rock. Take that, Bateman and Guy. Take Ha-ha. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Just kidding. Love you. Yeah. Uh, look, he- hello to everyone in the chat. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, and just real quick, because we are going to bring him on here in just a second, I do want to bring this up. If you guys have questions um, about question writing or, as he put on Twitter, maybe his favorite movie or what he likes to cook most or any questions at all. Um, how much bacon he's had today? How much bacon he's had today? Sure. Uh, hit that Streamlabs link, hit the super chat, uh, throw your questions in there. Uh, look, this has been the best year of Schmodown so far, and we're only in May. And it, a lot of it has to do with questions. And so you guys might want to pick his brain a little bit because he is a head question writer. And real quick, uh, we will be revealing our next guest on Happy Hour about halfway through the show. So stay tuned for that. It is coming. Um, it's a good one, too. It'll be a good Did one. Did you say uh, guest or guests? I said guests. Guests. Mm, okay. Yeah, it's it's Wait. multiple. And it's going to be a fun one. It fits the month of May very well. Uh, and I'll leave that at that. But let's go ahead and bring in our guest. Uh, our Can guest I say one thing? I just want to say happy birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, David. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. So, yeah, everyone, um, everyone give David a big happy birthday. Yes, I would like to not attempt your last name. No, I'm not. <laughs> happy birthday. Ethel Camp. Ethel Camp. Maybe is that okay. what it is? Maybe? Probably. He'll, yes. he'll, he'll, he'll pick on me in the, in the chat, I'm sure. Yeah, they'll let us know. <laughs> all right let's go and bring him on uh he is the head question writer he's just an all-around great dude he makes this one work every single day and that is mr pj campbell 
What's up, guys? It's good to see everyone. Uh, Brian, how much Welcome bacon back. have I had? Uh, five pieces today, actually. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Only oh, five. Wow. That's Only a low side today. today. I never, know. never enough bacon. Never enough bacon. No. Never enough bacon. Oh, well, thanks, guys, for having me back. Number one, I like being here. I like all you guys here. Um, how are you guys? Good. It's a Sunday. Uh, Shimonout's kicking butt. Um, weather's getting nice here in Northern California. I can't complain. Yeah, I know. I keep uh, seeing all the nice pictures from Sacramento, and I'm like, about time to come up and visit. Uh, I'm just <laughs> home. Uh, oh, and my mascot was the Bruins. Uh, we were up at Ponderosa. Jake, you and Brian actually probably know I went to Ponderosa. The Bruins are the mascot. So, again, like I brought, I put it on Twitter when I came into that bring it on question. When I was looking at it, I wasn't the one who wrote it, so I'm not throwing anyone under the bus, but I looked at it, and I went, mascot totally fine i didn't think about it because our team and our mascot were the same the bruins were the mascot and the team mm. and so didn't yeah. think about it that was my life experience and now i've learned so <laughs> you know. i have thoughts because i coached against ponderosa high school for about six years so ponderosa can suck it oh so, man God oh, damn my. what are your color what is ponderosa's colors they're green green yeah hmm Jake just, is just one green. of the only other people I know that his colors were the same as my high school. Bleed orange and white, baby. Oh, I'm orange and black. No, we black was banned from our uniform by our principal. She hated it. Um, so it was orange and white. Black is the best color. Yeah, black so, is the best color. What so the what's funny is before I got into high school, um, the colors were orange, white, and black. Like we had a like same the, with ours. That's what my previous was. team before us in high school. They had a baseball jersey that was black with white shoulders and an orange stripe. And they were like the coolest jerseys of all time. And then she was like, no, we don't want black on our uniforms anymore. So then it just became orange and white. I was That's like, so we had our principal just up and decided like, cause our colors were black, white, and orange up and decided we're going to have Royal blue be in the colors. And it was like, I mean, blue and orange doesn't look bad, but it was a fourth color. Oh, on yeah. top of those. And oh, like, that's just getting crazy. We, re we rebelled and like protest and that fastest thing I've ever seen get out of there. My <laughs> so. my high school, we, we were the Spartans uh, and Ooh. we were blue and silver. So basically so blue and gray, unless we could work something metallic in there. So <laughs> they subbed black for gray because it was like that that time where gray was the new color for everybody. It became orange, white, and gray. But you, gray is gray the new and, black. Gray and white are so similar. Like, yeah, I don't understand the point of that. But whatever. We were fighting <laughs> grizzlies. That was the fighting cool. grizzlies. Fighting. Okay. No G. Mm -hmm. So hip. So cool. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's turn this back around and talk a little schmo down here, um, Mr. PJ. How's uh? Mm -hmm. How is how's everything going, man? Because you've been quite busy. You and the busy. team have been quite busy. Uh, a lot has happened this year so far in the showdown. We've had a number of title matches. We're in the midst of two tournaments right now. Um, how are you guys holding up so far? Um, you know, going day by day, man. Like, that's the best way to say it. But I'm doing good because last year was kind of me getting my feet wet still and figuring it out. And it ended up being an entire year of, how do we make this work? How, how do I, how am I going to run things? And so by the time the year was over, like I had kind of figured out, okay, now I know what I'm doing a lot better than, well, COVID happened. And now this is how things are going to go. Cause like I got thrown the star Wars thing right away with the tournament and I had barely touched star Wars so far as the thing. And I was like, well, this will be fun. And it just kind of snowballed from there. But 
since then I've really gotten a good feel for it. And like the team and I gel really well together and we kind of just understand each other, which has made the process so much easier. And we have phone calls from time to time. And like, we all just kind of work through things together and we have documents now where if we don't necessarily like a question, we can kind of go into it and try to rework it and workshop it a little differently. But we all have a better understanding of each other, but also like how we can push the game. And that's my big thing is, pushing the game in different directions. And that's been my whole thing for this season is push the players a little bit, have more fun with it. Like that was my whole thing with IG and like kind of going in and just decimating it. And I was like, we're starting over. Like IG needs help. I yeah, wanted I to expand you. it and do something you. different. What? I said, I hate you for that. <laughs> my, I went from like being good in our reactions to I'm like, yes, I got one. Yeah, well... Look, the thing for me, and I've said it a couple of times, because I think I even said this on backstage, geek culture is so much more than just superhero stuff. And that was my, like... That's fair. We had Star Wars. We had Star Trek. Why was Planet of the Apes not there? Why was Alien and Predator not there? Like, why were these other things that Lone Ranger wasn't there, Zora wasn't there, but we had Indiana Jones. We didn't have pirates. Like, we didn't have all these things that are geek properties. And for me... I wanted to see it expand. I wanted to see us finally being like, oh yeah, there's all these other really cool things out there that people love. Why don't we explore that? And so, you know, I got to give Christian credit. He was like, you know what? Go for it. Like it was a crazy thing because I was expanding it by 12 different slices. I was basically adding a hundred plus more movies. And he was like, nah, go for it. Like I trust you. And he let me do it. So, so, do Molly and I blame you for Twilight not being in IG? No, I'll say I fought really hard to get Twilight, Hunger Games, and Maze Runner. Um, mm-hmm. That was a conversation that was had behind the scenes that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Um, I tried so hard, um, but Christian wasn't high on us doing that yet. That's so. Fair. That's fair. And, you know, he let me do a lot of other cool stuff. I'm not going to stop hoping that I can get there eventually because, like, Maze Runner fits dystopian for me. And so does Hunger Games. Like, I want to be able to do that. Like, absolutely. Put those in there. Some movies for later. Yeah. But there's more for the future. So, when when Alex started watching more of the new IG categories, I, there were two franchises that I thought would fit perfectly. One was the Mummy movies. Mm -hmm. And I think the other one was the underworld movies. And yeah. like Yep. That could open a whole uh, bunch of possibilities. If you're just looking at like supernatural nerdy kind of stuff. Hopefully next know. year, because I would love some underworld questions and I well, that'd be amazing. Yeah. The truth was, is I was like this close to being like, how much horror can I push in? Because to me, horror is like the original IG, if you will, like geeks started with horror and we kind of overlooked that. And I didn't want to go down the rabbit hole yet because I just knew what a fight it was going to be. And so I was like, we'll push it off. But like Mummy and Underworld were both ones in G.I. Joe also where I was like, those all need to kind of be there in some capacity in the future. Yeah, you could you could fit Mummy into swashbuckling. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's yeah. basically an Indiana Jones ripoff and not That's a bad it. way. Like, I love those movies. Right. Well, the first yeah. two, the less. I would like, ever. how much are you loving the the love that horror is getting whenever it shows up. Um, there you go. Yeah. Whenever the free for all the exhibition, are you loving seeing the love that the horror episodes yes. are getting? 
Yes, because I've been wanting people to be more excited, which is last year when they announced that we were doing the horror free for all. I was like, yes, absolutely. Like I, no brainer for me. And then it wasn't that long ago. Like it was a week before we taped that one for the walking dead expo where they're like, do you think you could do a horror match? And I was like, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and so the fun thing for that was I got to kind of mess with the categories and do some different stuff because we had the wheel and I watched the reaction yesterday and I loved being, you guys being like, wait, family horror. I, it was stuff <laughs> like Coraline. It was like things that were family ish, but also, you know, still kind of creepy like the monsters was in there because there was mm -hmm. a monsters movie and hotel transylvania and ghost and mr chicken and like a bunch of that kind of stuff ghost in mr chicken john knotts 1960s you probably have never heard of it <laughs> yeah well i my favorite part of that was mm. when uh one of them landed on hammer horror or got a hammer yeah. hammer horror question and me and brian were like okay but what is that though I literally <laughs> thought it was people that get murdered by hammers. That's that's what I thought it was. That, wow. that, no, watch the raid too if you want people murdered by hammer. Number one, um, uh, he loves the raids. Yeah, I mean they're excellent. That's Jake has good taste, but the hammer movies are some that I've always loved, and so I really wanted to get some of those out there, which is why I did it. Because I mean, you if you saw you guys saw some of the questions, it's like Christopher Lee is in those, Peter Cushing is in a lot of those, like. Herbert Lom, like all these guys that are pretty famous for doing stuff later in life, but they all kind of started there. Alfred Goff, that he was another one. Like everyone knows him as Alfred, but he did so many movies at Hammer. And I was like, yes, please. And so when they gave Bibbs uh, Hammer, I was like, yes, we're going to get some of the questions. And we used like 24 questions out of the 151 I wrote. So I still have a lot <laughs> left. <laughs> Billy's always coming with the puns, and this one's just perfect. <laughs> this guy, look at this guy over here. <laughs> uh, real quick, we did get a super chat from Mr. Tim Sim. Going back to the IG stuff here, um, James Bond and IG. When with when with this mindset? Um, I I was a big proponent for it in the beginning, but I'm not really going to mess with it. Um, I feel like that decision has been made. And it's kind of the same thing of if we do it, I think it opens too many other doors to other things that I don't really feel like worrying about right now. There's a whole wormhole. If, if we do that, what about Mission Impossible? What about the man from uncle? What about this? What about that? And the born movies. Yeah, yeah. the born movies. And I don't want to go down that path right now. Like, <laughs> there's there's so many things that follow if you. Right. Yeah. And it's not just spy stuff. It's it's a whole like just thing that follows that. When that came from James Bond down the road of 40 years of movies that could yeah. be implemented in IG if that happens. It, it's been so it, it was a it was one I went back and forth on, but like I said, it just felt like we'd already kind of made the decision and I really wasn't wanting to entertain it. And I just knew it would open too many other doors. So maybe I saw the like sad face he made in the chat. <laughs> I, look, There's I just love a it. lot. It's just yeah. I mean it's 20 five movies officially 27 i think that we could theoretically ask about overall i don't it, no yeah it's already <laughs> in singles and teams like it's all good and we get we get the james bond exhibition match as well which is a big deal too so uh, right that's that happens there's a yeah i didn't actually it's funny that you said like the james bond because i didn't even think about the fact of it opening up the door to other stuff because i mean james bond's already a crap ton then you 
if you throw Mission Impossible, that franchise is still going. They're at what seven, making seven eight. and eight are both being shot. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's thirty. That's an, what is that? Thirty six movies in its or no? That's thirty three movies in itself, right there. Between two yeah, and then, and then mm-hmm. you get you add Born, and that's what another four. Yep. Yeah, and it's just it kind of I mean, just rolls. Right, and the other thing is, is like depending on what we do with Star Wars next year that also has to open up the door of what are we doing with the Marvel stuff? And yeah. that's another thing I'd already have to worry about because there's those shows on top of everything else. Um, so bond is the furthest thing from my mind because <laughs> we start doing other things. I have to actually worry about it. So, well, and, it, and to help, and to help you out, there's enough geek stuff that is coming out that will cover that. Like, like, sure. We want to, it would be cool to see James Bond in IG. Sure. But there's enough geeks products that are being made oh, yeah. that will cover that space. They're not going to be spy stuff, but you might get a spy superhero movie or a spy this something that might fit the build of a James Bond movie that is much more IG than what James Bond is. Mm-hmm. And Bond, look, I'm not going to say Bond's not IG. Like it, in a lot of ways, it is. It's got a supervillain for every movie. It's got like these crazy tech gadget type things in all these different locations like all these layers it is a superhero movie at its core like all those bond movies are superhero movies but i don't really again we'd like made this ruling so long ago that i don't really want to mess with that ruling unless we've like officially decided this is the thing we're doing when i can also put in other things like jurassic park and like that to me made a lot more sense at the time absolutely Absolutely. Uh, all right, we do have a couple stream labs here to kind of veer the conversation here. This one's from Toby Thrawn. Uh, Toby Thrawn here. Question for the man, the myth, the legend, PJ Campbell himself. How much would you love to write questions for a horror division? And with the hype after the horror free for all and exhibition, do you think we might actually get a horror division by season nine? Do I do I hope that we do more with horror? Yes. Do I think we'll ever get a division? Probably not. Like Christians made it pretty clear how he feels on that, and that's totally fine um i would love to do like every october like a small tournament with seven eight players see how that goes every year like that could be fun um but that's really above my pay grade but if they ever wanted to do it yes yes absolutely like it it's not going to take much to get me to do it like (laughs) you guys saw i was having way too much fun with it like anthology horror i was going everywhere so (laughs) i there was just so much stuff i wanted to explore and i hadn't like one of the things I did, and again, you guys wouldn't, I wrote 151 questions for that match. And every single one of those questions was not something from another thing that I'd asked about. So that there was a bit essentially like 151 plus movies that were just waiting to be asked about that we really never touch on because we don't. And that's what I was enjoying out of it. So, yeah. yeah. I just want a horror belt so bad. It would just <laughs> be so cool. I don't even care about the league. Sorry. Horror is not my thing. I just want to see someone design a horror belt because it would look awesome. <laughs> uh, super chat from Maxwell here. PJ, meh. Um, Thanks, bud. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I will say, I think that, and I know it's been a, it's going to talk for a long time, not just with horror, but something like Disney as well, uh, a division for these properties. I personally think they serve best as either a yearly exhibition or a yearly free-for-all slash tournament. I think it's because it also reserves or lets people get hyped up for when it happens. And and you also have to think, unlike Star Wars or like IG, for example, 
Um, it might not have the sustainability as those two divisions because of the amount of players that might commit to a horror division. That's tough. It's people who are committed to watching only horror films in a division or on top of whatever else they're doing. If they know there's a tournament that comes every October or like an exhibition match for, for the Skybound stuff or something, um, it would create a really big buzz. I mean, look what the free-for-all did last year. That was awesome. I loved it. It was so loved. fun. And even for non-horror people, it was super yeah. exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it works best as a seasonal thing, not a, a thing that happens year-round. Uh, just because it, it might lose its specialty um, yeah. if it's every year continuously rather than being like an ex- exhibition now and a tournament down the road or something. Yeah, and look, like I said, I mean, if we did something in the October areas, like I said, do something small every year. That could be fun because it could be different and you could get a couple of people every year who commit to doing it and then maybe we do a free-for-all. Like the specialty of horror is both huge and small at the same time like there's a whole lot of us who love horror but it's so specialized at the same time in the same way star wars is star wars is much more beloved probably overall as a entity but horror has been around for a long time but there's also people who don't want to watch horror movies but star wars is like a global presence so it, it there's a lot of ways you have to look at it and i get where Christian's coming from and he likes keeping these things kind of close to these skybound expos and making them special and i love it for that so Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, th- I think if I had the choice, I would say the free for all with these kind of things works best. Cause you can, the questions are just fired off, right? You can get as many players as they want in there that have, I mean, like last year, uh, we didn't know Adam Collins was going to be in it. He was in it. We saw JTE in there. We saw Mark Hoyk in there. You know, it was, it was a lot of fun, but the exhibition match worked just as well. In my opinion too. It was brilliant. So mm-hmm. kudos I to mean, you. I'm- I'm not a horror fan, and the free-for-all last year was one of my favorite things the whole entire season. And so, I mean, the the love for it is there. So make it a special little thingy. Just imagine something like a Disney free-for-all. That would be crazy. <laughs> Anything That'd- can happen, man. Look, Star I mean, Wars free-for-all. <laughs> Star Wars free-for-all gives me nightmares. Thank you. Uh, Disney one could be interesting, though, because the thing about Disney is, like, it doesn't have to be just animated. Like, yeah. a lot of the time, we keep the exhibitions strictly animated, but, you know, pop the doors open and let's get some of that live-action stuff in there. Storm in the rest. jungle! Uh, Not that, like, think about, like, uh, we had an old Yeller question recently, right, mm-hmm. in one of the matches. Uh, but what if... Uh, like, what if we had more things like that? Parent trap, more like, you know, the I'm, what was it? The cat from outer space, like the original <laughs> version of that, that, and then that darn cat. Like, there's all sorts of those movies that we never ask about, but in a Disney division, why not? Yeah, and you could I do would, the Disney Channel original movies. Too. Oh, God, that used to be what I was gonna say. Oh. <laughs> Smart House, come on, look at the Irish. Yeah. Dude, Johnny Tsunami, though. But, <laughs> that would be so that's funny. Give me a DCOM tournament, I would enter in a heartbeat. Let's go. <laughs> Miracle Let's go. in Lane 2. Come Let's on. go. Motocross. <laughs> oh, man. It'd be so much fun. It'd be that so much fun. Man. Um, all right. Next one here comes from Watching with Wingblade here. Uh, Mr. Sean, $20 donation. Thank you so much, Sean. Uh, very Hi, Sean. question for PJ. Like, how and also, like, why? But also, like, when? You know what I mean? Hashtag team question writers. <laughs> Hello, Sean. <laughs> uh, that dude is the best. How all four Not of yet. them? All four of them. I think. Don't I look under the bed. Yeah, under wrap. <laughs> Phantom of the Megaplex. Uh, come on. Was guys. Hocus Pocus one? 
No. no. Well, that's I'm a Disney movie. It's theatrical. I mean, that's it's right. a Disney movie, but it it's, was theatrically. I, I just, it just shows up all the time. So I <laughs> there you go. Uh, King Con. Let's, <laughs> let's talk. High School Musical Exhibition, Matt. Ooh. Okay. So I was going to wait to use this. If you could do any exhibition, what would you pick? Outside of horror. Yes. Right. I mean, I, I figured. Unless, unless it's a specific horror, like, franchise. I mean, I, a horror franchise, I would love to do a Halloween one. Because there's just so much to do. and like So many so, movies. So many movies. And there's, mm -hmm. like, so many different actors have played so many versions of the characters. And there's so many timelines involved with it that that could be fun. But it gets real tricky real quick. Um, I mean, we've done Back to the Future. We've done Bond. Fast and the Furious could be fun. I really love oh, those. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good um, one. I think that could be really fun. I would love to do a Conjuring series one, just because I think that there's some cool stuff with those. Um, I'd like to do an Adam Sandler one. Ooh. That would be good. Interest that okay? That's okay. That would be fun. You'd have to watch all of his great movies and all his crap fest. Oh movies. yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. there's a lot of both. <laughs> like Jack and Jill. Oh no, I like. Uh, Franco brought up John Carpenter. I like that one too. Mm. Molly, what is your genre? Uh, uh, this John Hughes. That's John Hughes, yeah. Uh, John, John Hughes, Hughes one could be fun because he's written so many and like writing counts in the Schmodown. So that becomes very interesting very quickly. I before I signed up for something like that, I would have to see exactly how many movies <laughs> would be in something like that because I'd be like, oh no, I have a lot to study <laughs> yeah oh, Brian Ward yes, Ooh, yes. I like that, oh, that the range in that one could oh. be so funny Ooh, Jim Carrey Tarantino Madea yeah. do do a Kevin Smith one and have him co-host that's that would be fun too because yeah. I love the Kevin Smith movies like I could have a lot of fun with that I, I'd there's, have there's so many few, possibilities. There's, yeah, there's so many possibilities. I'm I'm up for anything as long as it makes sense to me. But this PLD is, this is funny. Movies that begin with the letter F. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'll be honest. When they came to me about the Top Gun one, Christian immediately on the phone he goes, "I say this out loud, and I already know what you're thinking. How?" And that's when he was like, here's what we're going to do. And that's how like the wheel came together of us being like, we're going to spin things off and do different things, but it'll still that's be fair. for the Top Gun 30, uh, 35th anniversary. But he knew immediately. Cause I was like, I, I mean, I'll do a Tom Cruise exhibition, but Top Gun scared the hell out of me. Cause I was like, mm. I don't know. like, I like the movie, but <laughs> yeah, the match was, to... that match was great. Uh, I don't think I knew a single answer. No, it, it, <laughs> I'll say because uh, I texted Jake actually to see if you guys were going to do a reaction to it later because we sure I, are. I think it's one of the most fun matches in so long because it reminds me of the season one and two matches. It's we haven't fun. we haven't watched it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna Brad and I and possibly a guest and Molly obviously might pop in too and just enjoy us watching us seeing if we struggle or not. We will be doing a reaction at some point this week. Yeah, so don't Perfect. spoil it for us in the chat, you guys. I yeah, I did have a lot of good things to say about yeah the the categories and the wheel slices because I was like, oh, this is different. This is fun. I, yeah. I had I had a lot of fun with it, and and the thing about the exhibitions is it kind of gives me a chance to decide what I want to do down the line. Cause I can mess with categories. I can do new things. And if I like the thing and I think that there's a little bit of longevity, if I think I can get at least a couple of really good matches out of it, 
I might consider putting it in later. Like the horror one was a perfect example of what if I found a way to expand horror next season? Like if I get a chance to, maybe I can do something a little bit different. Um, So that's one of the things I like about the exhibitions is it opens me up to being like, what else can we push? What can we put out there? Like, you never know. We did two Jurassic Park matches and I was like, you know what? What if we just put Jurassic Park in IG? Same makes thing. sense. Which absolutely makes sense. Love it. Love it in IG. Yeah. yeah. You love it now because you both don't have anything to do. So you could just watch movies all day long. And when it was IG time, there's so many movies you get to watch. Uh, I have Star Wars to study always. <laughs> That's true. And I mean but every now and then. A little IG here and there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, when when Alex was like, I'm gonna get into IG, I was like, Yes, let's watch <laughs> movies that aren't Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> We're going back to space with a bunch of them because Alien and Predator are almost all space-based. So, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was it was just a delight for me. I would like to see a Spaceballs exhibition. Oh, Ooh. my God. That'd be amazing. Dude. That'd be- a Mel Brooks exhibition would oh, be. Oh, there you go. That's, that's so actually much better. There you because go. I love Mel Brooks. Give me that oh. chance. Oh, yeah. A Mel Brooks exhibition will happen real quick. That'd be that'd so be good. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, all right. Next one here comes from Billy. Uh, Billy Massey Uh What up, you crew and PJ? PJ, your hard work is always appreciated, and sometimes I need to take a uh, PJE, not my greatest pun, out of your book. Um, my oh, question page. is... Page. Oh, page. page. Okay. Well, he didn't put an A, so interesting. That's the um, point. My question is simple. How do you keep the balance of fun and easy questions and more challenging ones? Um... Not easily sometimes, only because to me, and it's the thing that you guys see me say all the time when people go in the chat and they start saying questions are too easy or too hard. It's all subjective to what you know. Like something that I watch and have seen since I was a kid is going to come second nature to me. And I am not going to think that that question is too hard. But that question is like a 20 point question for someone else. That's where like a lot of this season trying to figure out how we would toning the tone down the five pointers and doing some different stuff with them like find ways to make questions not impossible so it's about trying to take myself out of it and being like what does the average person know and that's kind of where i sit a lot of the time so i think about people like brian who are watching and i'm like am i gonna let brian get this question today if brian (laughs) question then it's an easy question (laughs) i I mean that's fair i'm like the perfect gauge for like is this too easy or is this really, really hard? <laughs> Most of the time it's, if I'm getting it right, it's too easy. So. Perfect. Well, yeah. and, and the perfect example would be. Uh, the we did horror match. match. Well, yeah, the horror match. But I, I was going to say. Gonna say one that, so. <laughs> oh, I was so happy. I was like, done. <laughs> Out for the match. We're good. Uh, I, I was going to say uh, the match on Friday, obviously the, the big miss by deception, right? The mm-hmm. born, uh, born legacy question for me, because I'm a born fanatic, it, I, it clicked with me immediately, but for them, because it's maybe not something that they're focused on, or maybe something they haven't seen a lot. It was a total just misfire. And even at one point you heard Adam go, it's not the born movie. So it was instantly out of their head, but I was sitting there like, well, yeah, it's born legacy beginning of the movie oscar isaac's in there scott glenn's in there and so it's just it really is all depending on how much you know as a movie fan 
Like well, what movies you watch, what movies you're more likened to to view more than others. A hundred percent. In that question in particular, one of the things that I had done with it is I made sure that the first person I put in there, I put uh, Oscar Isaac. Because obviously Isaac, that was right around the time he started to come up. But I knew people would be like, oh, wait, Oscar Isaac was in a spy movie outside of Operation Finale. Yeah, Operation Finale. That was the one I was trying to think of. But then it was Scott Glenn and Joan Allen who were mainstays of the franchise. And that was the like, but separating them the way I did was to try to be like, oh, maybe it's not boring. And mm-hmm. I've figured out ways to like structure certain questions where it's off just enough that it might throw people. The fear and loathing question was a perfect example of that. Like you put Benicio del Toro last, you leave Johnny Depp out and you put a couple other people around it. Suddenly that question looks foreign. And then you hear the answer and it's like, oh yeah, it is fear and loathing. Yeah. Another great example was the the question during free for all um, that had everyone. I think it was what a Hitchcock movie mm-hmm. that you had everyone stumped on that with a yeah. tennis player yep. that everyone oh, thought yeah. was one movie, but it was this mm-hmm. other movie because the way it was worded. Mm-hmm. It's all. It, it, it's not about trying to trick people either. Like I don't want people to think I'm going out of my. I don't want to be smarter than the players. That's not what I'm aiming to do. But it does help a little bit to try to swing something like that because you don't want perfect rounds every game. Like it's great to feel earned. And so if you can get through those like dagger questions, perfect. Then you get the bonus question. Like that makes sense to me. And that was the one thing last year is like trying to find the balance in round one. I think that this year I've, we've done a much better job with the round ones being a little bit more balanced, like feeling like people are earning the round ones and not everyone's getting them anymore. Yeah. I I, love getting people in star Wars. (laughs) <laughs> that's Dude. what i was gonna say oh my god i i have to <laughs> star wars is the only one where i feel like i have to because i get so stressed out with those matches i can't tell you guys <laughs> how much star wars stresses me out like i because i need everything to be perfect i don't want something to feel like it's open-ended and i never try to and so with the after the 5150 I went into the next match and I was like, this is not happening again. I cannot afford it for my mentality and for the questions. <laughs> and so that's why like that round one, I was not forgiving. I was like, Nope, we're not, we're not playing this game this time. Like, and you know, the thing that made me really kind of happy about it, both Damon and Damon Lana have both said to me like privately. And I've seen them on the shows. They were like, that was one of the most fun we've ever had playing because yeah. it was, it put them into a position where they were like, Oh wait, this feels easy, but this one's not. And like, it was just real. I knew what I was doing in building it, like put a li- something hard, then you could rest, then hard and then rest, then hard and then rest. And even in the speed round, it was like, there was things where it seemed real easy, but then it would be like, wait, and maybe it's not as easy. And just trying to throw it, man. Cause I wanted them to feel like they had to work for it this time. And not that they didn't last time. They really worked for it. But this time I wanted it to feel even more earned. I mean, that <laughs> I I loved all those questions and I loved this. I love this mentality of like, yes, we're we're going to turn this up to 11 because so many perfect games are happening. And as a Star Wars player, that's just that's so much pressure going into a match and being like, as soon as I miss a question, that's probably it for me. Mm-hmm. So when they both missed in round one, it just immediately takes all this weight off of your shoulders. And you're like, okay, this could be anyone's game. And so, yeah, 
I'm I'm digging the harder questions. You know, I've been I've been advocating for that this whole time. Uh. <laughs> oh, I know, and you know, I I answer to a higher power, and sometimes there's a little bit of back and forth Jesus. on the way that we see things. And so, like for me, this was one of those times where I was like, I I wanted it to feel different because I wanted the matches to be distinct. Also, like you don't want fifty one fifty to happen again. Like it needs to feel that historic moment you don't want to try to repeat that so how do you repeat it you go a different direction and i feel like we achieved that in the best possible scenario the only thing was is they both missed two in round one and then i was like oh my god we're gonna end up in sudden death no matter what (laughs) (laughs) i was already stressed out thinking about it because they were still tied going into round two but then you know again like things just happen man and god that match is so good yeah. Ultimately, well, ultimately. the Star Wars yeah. players and all the like hardcore Star Wars fans that watch the matches, it's like you said earlier, it's easy for people like us to be like, oh, that was easy. And yeah. then the person sitting next to you is like, what? Who? <laughs> that sounds was that in english because that's yeah. you know it doesn't sound like it and even sometimes like you guys know i love star wars but even i write stuff and i'm like what am i writing <laughs> like just <laughs> that was me reading the subtitles this weekend in lord of the rings i'm like <laughs> i still don't understand what they're talking about yeah and you know i've had to start creating uh I have what I'm calling like 20 point questions, which are like my sudden death insanity questions for in case that comes up again. And so we'll see if we ever get the need for those. Cause there's some stuff in there that I'm both excited and terrified to see if you guys will get. So. Oh, you so like more of the color flags behind <laughs> someone's head. I don't. I... I mean, that's a perfect sudden death I will, question. I will say when I saw the flags, I went, those are the flags. <laughs> like, those are the colors. And Alex, you know, he, he's talked about that question before. And he he will say, like, I knew vaguely what the colors were, but not exactly. So, like, that's the level of Lord of the Rings nerd that you're dealing with. Like, a question like that, they were like, oh, no, maybe it's this, but I'm not sure. Instead of, like, I've, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I've ever told this story on air. And I mean, I, I have no problem telling it now because it's like a year after the fact. That whole Lord of the Rings match, like there was a miscommunication between me and the team at Skybound at the time. And so the date of the match, we like we had been working on it and we had a separate document, but it wasn't like fully furnished and finished. And so I was finishing the match while they were playing and they were playing perfect. And all of a sudden death questions, I was writing as they were still playing. And that was like <laughs> me trying to stump them like in real time. Oh no. <laughs> in the match. God. Oh, you God, you heard it here first, it. everyone. Uh, the question writers are the hardest working people on the show now. That is <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. Clearly. Oh my God. For an exhibition match, not a red, not a, For, yeah. a season point. It's supposed to be fun. Exhibition match. <laughs> I, I'm really proud of that. Still, by the way, I'm just gonna. Throw oh, it's out. fantastic. Oh, that, that match is incredible. That, that it's one of the well, best yeah. non like important it's, matches yeah. ever. And it, and it yeah. included the perfect people too, which made it even better. It was just yeah. it was it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. And everyone uh, I, had a great time too. They were just like, no, "Oh yeah. man, this is amazing." It was fun people, fun question, like everything of that one was perfect. That was such a good one. Although right. I would like to bring oh, this up really quick. I actually would like Oh, that is it jumped away. Sorry. That one. I would actually mm. like to know that. 
Um, if that's even a possible thing, because I know you guys obviously have stuff stored, but it's sort maybe. of dependent. Like, I mean, the exhibition match for Top Gun took me about twelve-ish hours overall, because I wrote 150 questions for that. The horror match, I took a little. I shouldn't say I took more time with it, but it was making sure that with the horror one, because I was using a lot of the anthology stuff and hammer horror, it was taking me a lot more time to go through and make sure everything looked right. So that one took me 36 hours, but because we write so much all the time, there's a lot of stuff already kind of built up. So it's mostly just focusing on round one. And then if I feel like I need to tweak something in the round two and round threes that there, that I know that that match specifically is going to hit three hours on a good day. Um, you know, I, I mean, and that's just making sure that everything looks right. Um, mascots withstanding and, you know, <laughs> you go from there. Okay. Uh. Uh, we do have two Streamlabs that have come through here. I want to get to this one. This is a fun one from uh, Mr. Ryko, Canada Rocks here. I love two horror films that even Bibbs and Collins have not seen. Blood Punch and Radius. PJ, any chance you've seen either? No. I don't know if I've even heard of them, to be honest. One came out in 20... So Blood Punch is a 2013 film and Radius is a 2017 film. Oh, Blood, Blood Punch it. sounds like uh, one of those trailers that were that was in Grindhouse. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like it sounds like a cheesy '70s exploitation film in the best way, like a martial <laughs> arts one. Like someone in America wanted to make a martial arts movie, and they were like, "We're gonna call it Blood Punch." Oh, 100%. <laughs> and it's like a dude in Brooklyn walking around punching holes through someone's chest. Like that's one hundred percent. I'd make that movie actually if someone wanted me to. But yeah. oh, here you go. It's a it's a time loop horror movie. I loved. Okay, if you guys uh, haven't seen the Endless, please see the Endless. Uh, Tim Franco is actually the one who put me onto it. Um, the guys who directed the Endless actually are the guys who are doing Moon Knight for Marvel, Ooh. and they're okay. awesome. They also did a movie last year called Synchronic, and they're both kind of like time loopy horror thrillers they're excellent so if you get the chance check them out um they're very cool i think they're all straight all their movies moorhead and benson i think they're almost all on amazon prime right now i thought you were gonna say happy death day what's it wait what's it called bj the endless is one of them synchronic is the other and i'm blanking on there's one before the endless that they did that is actually tied to the endless in a fun way Franco, if you're still in the chat, can you tell me? Because I am blanking on the name. I know you were there at one point. Resolution is first. Yes. Resolution. That's okay. what it was. No, Pat. <laughs> no, I know. That's why I was saying the endless is second, but I couldn't remember which Come one on. was. Come on. <laughs> I, I hear him saying that to me, too, because I'm used to it. Uh, Radius is a Canadian film about a guy that if anyone gets within 50 feet of him, they in instantly die. That sounds dope. Oh, boo. Wow. Oh. That's terrible for that person wow terrible for that person but that sounds kind of cool actually that's a great yeah. movie title too radius interesting unless yeah. they're just very antisocial and then they have a great yeah. excuse. i was gonna say like i'm doing that pretty well right now but... <laughs> uh all right uh, i do want to bring up we got a uh mr zach burkett who's in the chat did leave a couple questions for pj on twitter um and i want to ask these before i get to the the final stream labs we have here uh first one is in your opinion what makes a good question Two is quick one. Wes Craven or John Carpenter? John Carpenter. Okay. And then three, what is your favorite nightmare Friday and Halloween movie? 
Uh, favorite Halloween movie is the original. A close second is a tie between H2O and Halloween 4. Um, I actually think that Halloween 2018 is very good, but like it owes almost all of what it does to H2O, and we don't talk about that enough because H2O did all that stuff with the PTSD before, and I actually think it actually inherently does it a little bit better to me. I don't necessarily love that Lori's entire life is her waiting for Michael to come back. Like I like that she tried to move on with her life and do other things and like became a parent and like, she's still a little overprotective, but she's not like been disowned by her family. I don't love that whole arc for Lori, but I like the movie. Uh, but H2O I think does it a little bit better, but Halloween four is freaking bonkers. And if you've never seen it, the endings, it's one of my favorite endings in any horror film. Um, Nightmare is the original. Um, I'm not the biggest Nightmare fan. It's my least favorite of all the slasher franchises. And Friday, it's uh, Jason Lives, but Friday Part 2 is a very close second. Okay. And then the, the big question there, what makes a good question, in your opinion? <sighs> it's very dependent. Like, you know, a good question can be anything for me getting to put something... Like, again, that Fear and Loathing question is one of my favorites. Fear and Loathing is one of my favorite books of all time. It's also one of my favorite movies. So to be able to kind of push someone to be like, oh, what is that movie? It sounds familiar. Look at the actors. And if you can get someone, great. If they get it, even better. So it's about pushing someone to think even though they they know it without realizing that they know it. But the others, sometimes I just have fun. Um, I saw someone way back in the chat bring it up earlier and it was that movie release dates question that was in the recent teams match, which was the Bill and Ted went on their excellent adventure in the same year that Indiana Jones went on. Like I was having fun finding movies and trying to ask a question in a different way. Like we could ask every time just what year did this one movie come out? But if I can find a way to twist it and have some fun, like I think it makes it better. Mm -hmm. um, I, and if you have, you guys haven't watched the Top Gun match. I know Molly did They They land on a certain category that, I had fun with it. Like I didn't, it could have easily just been very derivative and very just like by the books and how I was asking the questions, but I found ways around doing that. And it's just about trying to push the players and in a good way, not like stumping them, but just pushing them in a different direction. And maybe just off the beat path of the thing that they're thinking about. Like, I don't know. I just have fun with it, man. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, I do want to bring this up real quick from uh, Tim. He answered it for us. Resolution is on Prime. Endless and Synchronic are on yes. Netflix. And Spring is on Shutter. You're welcome. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> I, I knew he would know because they move around a lot. And they are. They're definitely more sci-fi horror. But they're fantastic. Uh, all right. Daniel here with the Streamlabs. Uh, this is a good one. What's up, crew? What's up, PJ? Do you think an MCU division is probable in the years to come by 2023 they will have produced 10 or more mcu films bringing a total of 33 movies if star wars can have a division of 12 then why not the mcu i don't really want to if i'm being honest <laughs> and fair. i think i i think the, and the truth is it's only going to get more complicated yeah far from home looks like it's going to make stuff much more complicated than it needs to be and it's the same reason we don't talk about having a dc division like Wait, they you mean no, no way home? No way yes. home. No way yes. home. Oh, okay. it's, it's, they're all home. The it's home all, it's all yeah. home. It's, it's been a long time. <laughs> I was like, wait, what happened in Far From Home? What did I forget? No, no. <laughs> well, I mean, regardless, the multiverse stuff is coming. We all know the multiverse stuff is coming. Doctor Strange is going to be dealing with it. WandaVision's clearly the beginning of it. Like, it's going to get too complicated. I, I mean, would I be down to do, again, a tournament? 
sure why not like we do the marvel exhibition to match pretty much every year like that's totally fine i would be down to do an eight person tournament maybe if we wanted to do that but like i i'm already exhausted trying to do star wars don't do marvel to me too <laughs> like I, I i promise you guys if if you want if that's how you, if you want me to die that's how you get me to die like <laughs> oh, no. that, that's what does it like put me in the hospital that's it like lights out but i'm not necessarily i know that people want it but like we have to what if we ever add more divisions we the division needs to feel like it's going to have its place and be earned and i don't want it to just be the popular fad thing and that's not to say the marvel stuff is clearly just a popular fad thing like we all like the movies and they're very popular for a reason but i want them to have their place i want it to feel like a natural extension i don't want it to just if we're going to do another division i don't want it to just be something solely based uh, again, talking or, or what we had mentioned earlier, I think it's best served best as a, a yearly thing, an annual thing that happens, whether it's just a match or whether it eventually gets to a small tournament or a free for all style thing. Um, it would take less stress off these guys. Uh, if you it, like, and we also have to think of it this way, and I think we talked about on the show before, but if you expand divisions, there's always a chance of hiring more people aboard the Schmodown too to yeah. help these guys with writing, and that could be. Part of the reason why it doesn't happen because the Shimonon can only get so big as far as uh, employees, right? Mm -hmm. Depending on how much viewers there are and how much uh, traffic it gets on the website. And so it's it's a matter, it's definitely not just a matter of whether or not they would do it, but whether it actually can happen or not. Um, yeah. So that's something that everyone kind of needs to keep in mind when asking these type of questions. Well, and, and again, like it's all about, like you said, what, how can we handle it, but also Star Wars is such a like singular thing that it made sense, especially in the beginning to do it, like doing something with Marvel. Just, I don't want it to feel like we're doing it just to do it. And I feel like that's the, that's my fear. If we do something like Marvel, you're doing it just to do it because you want people to watch. And I don't want it to feel like that. I want these things to feel special. That's why I like the horror stuff. Like, again, would I love to do it? Sure. But at least it feels special and we get people talking about it. And that's what I want. Like, I want people to talk about it. I want them to be excited and you want to leave people wanting more. You don't, the moment that you open the floodgates to do other things, it stops being special and that sucks. Like it just does. And that's something I think we forget about. Like we live in a society with entertainment being given to us all the time that people are very expectant and we don't need to be expectant all the time that we need the thing all the time that we want. Like sometimes it's better to get what you're given, enjoy that thing. And if you get more great and if not, that's okay too. And maybe it's because I watched a lot of British television growing up. British shows last two or three seasons and then they end. So, <laughs> yeah, my biggest yeah. British TV is some of the best TV. Oh, it, exactly for that good. reason. It's, oh, yeah. it's ridiculously good. I don't it, know why it, it is. They but realize when they've like reached their full potential, and then it's like done, no yeah. more. Yeah, <laughs> unless you're Doctor Who, which in that case, Doctor Who can go on oh. forever. And I'm also okay with that. <laughs> My biggest fear with Marvel also is what at what point can you draw the line because there's going to be questions that you need certain things from a show. Right. And exactly. then you're like, well, someone challenges something and it's like, well, in the show, it doesn't. Well, this isn't we're not counting. We're not talking about shows. And that's that's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately because like I said, like last year I loved IG because it was like I could answer questions. Whereas this one now I'm I've it's made me think like, well, if we 
at some point, like they're going to be like, well, it happened in WandaVision and this, and it's like, where are we going to, this is where true, true continuity comes into play with this type of thing where star Wars, right? It's all connected, but the movies don't rely on like something like the Mandalorian or rebels, etc. The movies are going to rely on these television shows. And that's where it now becomes a bigger issue because they're pumping out shows like no other and they're going to be doing movies just like that. So it it becomes a bigger issue. Yeah, exactly. Like how much is WandaVision going to impact the Doctor Strange movie that would potentially make some questions not able to be asked or or like the marvels right because one of the characters in wandavision is one of the main characters in the captain marvel sequel and where does that play in and like the clear ties to secret invasion and we clearly know that secret invasion is going to lead to other stuff like that was i know that there was people who were real upset that i folded marvel and mcu into one category this season but that was one of the reasons i had to do it because it was already going to get too complicated and now it's going to get more complicated and like i said that's going to be something i think i am going to have to sit down and we're going to have to discuss next year because if this stuff starts overtly affecting the movies in a way that questions become hard to ask that is going to be something that we need to figure out how do we go about it because yeah. it's the movie trivia showdown it's not the tv yep. trivia showdown. this is this is a good point too yeah star, there you go. There star wars you go. has a lot of external places that you can find tri- mm-hmm. lots of good little mm-hmm. trivia nuggets yeah. i mean that, a great example of that was molly's five-pointer last year about dooku's home planet like that was one of the reasons we had that was because it was a visual dictionary type of thing like that stuff exists for a reason yeah uh, Brian Nussbaum had a, uh, uh, he's been asking a couple times, and this is just a fun one uh, because I got to take part in it. I think I lost it. Here we go. Uh, when are we getting the next bootleg showdown, PJ? <laughs> um, I can't say whether we've already started talking about doing another one because there may or may not be another event coming up um, that's been talked about privately between everyone who already did it. Um, I don't want to promise you guys because I, you know, obviously things are a little crazy and stuff changes, but. I would love to do another one. Uh, it was some of the most fun I had last year, just having fun with some friends. And we tried to do something. You guys really poured everything out for Kevin. And so we needed to give you something back at the end of the night. Like I had no problem throwing that match together when you guys like blew the doors off of helping someone that I care about so much. Who's going through one of the worst things ever in their lives. If I can give you guys an hour of entertainment out of that, then we did our job. And at the end of the day, I don't want to do it again just to do it. It's kind of what we were just talking about, right? I want it to be special. And if we're going to do it, it needs to be for a reason. It's not just going to be just to do it. Um, I I also hope it never gets to the point that we have to do it again like that. You know what I mean? Like that, that whole 24 hour stream was for a very specific reason. And I don't want to just repeat that sort of thing. Um, So we'll see. I had a blast with that. I, I was able to help out behind the scenes, and that was like, like you said, it's it holds a special place, and it's not something that yeah. should be just like, oh, let's do it every so often. It it's definitely a kind of a a unique thing that needs to be done at a certain time. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to stay up another twenty four hours. <laughs> yeah, me. <either. laughs> that was a blast, though. That that was. Oh, it was a great time. Like like, said, obviously, it wasn't for the best of like you know Kevin's fighting, and but of course, it's it was incredible. Was it worth it? Yes. Oh, I want to do 24 hours a week again. No, 
Not I mean, really. it, it was, it got up to what, like 31 hours? Yeah, it was, like it was 32. yeah, I think yeah. 32 by the time it was over because <laughs> like so many of the shows ran over. Like, I mean, I, I can say it. Our, my entire group, <laughs> like when we had our morning air, two hour window or something, it became much longer than that because everyone, like we had that prime spot in the morning and we had, I had people texting me who were like, Hey, can we stop by? We want to be on and we want to say stuff to Kevin. And it was like, sure, absolutely. So we, you know, Cushing and Levine and like getting Jason Inman and all those people who came on, which number one, I can't be more grateful that they were asking to be there and stuff, but also like that was a lot and we all got through it, but it was a long, long, long 24, 34 hours, whatever it ended up being. <laughs> well worth it though. Well Absolutely. worth it. Absolutely. Um, uh, Brian, Molly, any final questions for uh, the question writing master himself before we let him go? I've got I've got two questions. One's Shmodan related, and one is not. Uh, so the non Jake and I both start grinning because we're like, oh god. The <laughs> non Shmodan related question is just other than movies and trivia. What's another favorite hobby of yours? Oh, eating bacon. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, eating. I love. I love cooking. Like you guys know, I post pictures sometimes in the POV discord. Sometimes I put them on Twitter. Like you guys all follow me on Instagram. Like you guys know, I love to cook. It became a thing, especially over the last year, just when I was trying to get my health back on track, like that was a big thing was cooking from home instead of going out. And so I love to cook, but I like to play video games. Um, maybe not as much as Alex in the, like screaming in the background while we're doing things, but I love playing <laughs> video games. Um, and I love reading comics. I'm I've been a comics nice. fan since I was little. Like I getting a Star Wars comic at the 7-Eleven and hanging out in front of it while drinking an icy was like a normal day for me. And so that's kind of spread into my bigger yeah, and buying movies. <laughs> the stack that's still waiting book. to go on the shelf. Yeah, this is actually a steel book right on the top was the Ooh, nice. Nice. I just uh, got my first steel book. Jurassic Park. Yes. The, oh, the series. Yes. I have a I have the 25th anniversary set that they did right around the time that World came out when they released them all on 4K. And there's enough space that I've modified it so that when uh, Fallen Kingdom came out, it fits inside. And then when the new one comes out, I'll do the same thing so that they're all in the set together. Nice. So. Nice. But yeah, reading, man. I, I like comic books. If you've never read the Rocketeer comics, I really, really think you should read the Rocketeer comics. That's my favorite comic of all time. Uh, Dave Stevens was an all-time great legend who died like way too soon. There's only eight issues of his original run. IDW did a really good run of it too. Um, there's all sorts of cool shit out there, man. Like I, I have it as a draft, and maybe I'll do it tonight. But on my phone, it's like. If you like the tweet, I'll show you a comic book I love, and I'll just start showing you guys the trade uh, trade paperbacks I have downstairs. One of them I was be, showing off. Be careful with your tweets. I know. You might start a, a trend. Oh, yeah. You, I, you, show me, and then it'll just roll. Yeah, I forgot to bring that up. So your stupid fucking tweet, that you, and then you tagged me. <laughs> Try to get me. Sorry to you, swear. I know we're not supposed to on your show. You were who I was trying to get. You, you were trying to get me, and then we ended and then up the world on my network where they were like, "So you have to answer Brian's tweet," and so yeah. there, it's like part of a bigger video where they forced me to finally answer your tweet. So there is video of me answering it somewhere on PJCN. So hmm. good to know. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, Molly, you had a second question. 
Oh yeah. So the Shmodan related one, uh, in your opinion, since you've been a question writer, what do you think has been the most controversial challenge? Oh, controversial challenge or oh, God. bring in the oh, heat. God. Does it have to do with Adam Witt? Fan no. favorite Adam Witt. You, no, I'm kidding. Okay. I, I'll got to say, I give Kaiser credit for trying to challenge. Like he came in. So like, I know what I'm doing. And then I texted him later and I was like, Kaiser, I love you, but you didn't know what you were doing. And he goes, I thought I remembered. Uh, yeah. Might, might be the best. Uh, or, might be, or maybe that just like, might be the stupidest. Oh, <laughs> maybe not controversial, but the one that just caused you the most agony to deal with. Honestly, I, and I don't know if it was agony, but like, that Dame Alanta one in their title match was a real one too. Like, yeah, there's, <laughs> and then there's Zax. <laughs> and I, and look, here's the thing. And I, I, I obviously watch your guys' stuff all the time. And like, I heard Molly, she's like, don't, don't draw the line. Don't draw the line. And the only reason what I had done it was because they specifically call it a moon within the movie. It was the only mm. reason I could get away with it. Like if the dialogue was and I mean, I try to be aware of that stuff anyway. Like there's other questions I don't want to say whether or not there's questions that are written where we try to be careful about the way we word things, but like I I'm try to be aware, but because they like Palpatine specifically is like the sanctuary moon of Endor. And it's like, okay, so we're, we're sticking with it being a moon. That's how we're leaving it because within the movie itself. Yeah. That's the thing. So that one was good. I thought I love Dame Alanta's and the return of the Jedi one. Yeah. Like he, it was, it wasn't trying to be an open-ended question, but he was able to argue it into being one. And I was like, I can't say no. Like I had something else in mind, but I got to give it to him. Yeah. Uh, I think the only other one really that I can think of that just like, there's been a, no, a I don't know if I can talk about it because there was like a potential challenge on the table that, ended up not happening at one point in a match. And I don't really want to get into it too oh. much because I don't think any of it aired. <laughs> Jesse's? <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. That's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But there I mean I the thing is is like challenges are always both interesting and not interesting for me, depending on the situation. Like I thought the Andreco one with the unbirthday song, like I guess we could have just said celebration without holiday, but I also think that like there's a time and a place where you know kind of what it's talking about because it that is such a specific thing that the unbirthday thing is a huge part of like pop culture at this point where it was like, I mean, I get the point of the challenge, but I've also kind of been like, sure, like, mm -hmm. you know, like, fine, all right, well... I don't know if I necessarily agree overall, but I don't also want to cause anyone the problem, and I can understand where the wording can jumble someone and i'd rather just fall on my sword and like i'd rather not have an argument with someone about it later yeah you know? i mean um, with star wars stuff uh it's like i i can't speak for all the players but for me i'm like there's a ton of stuff out there that i'm sure is challengeable but i really would rather not and yeah. i'll never forget that match with me and wit when it was uh yep you the managers it was, it was the managers yeah. that were like coming in with these challenges and i was like i didn't even have time to say like whether or not i wanted to challenge or not i was just like oh is this a thing that Are was we... the most stressed i'd ever been to because remember we were doing that live yeah like that was a live match on twitch and that again that was like right after we i think that was only two or three matches into that tournament 
And again, I was still figuring it all out. And so like the document I had been working on it, but uh, some of it like wasn't all the stuff that I had written. So I was still trying to get used to how it looked and felt. And then those challenges were happening. And I was like, Oh my God, like this is what is happening. And I, I, I'll never forget afterwards. Like Christian was like, round one let's try to be a little less general in case these things happen and it's like well now we have to be super super specific or i can't stump people so you know how funny that swung in less than a year but here we are yeah and i hadn't watched the previous match that had just aired which i guess ended in a challenge so that's kind of why sam Dem- said Dem- that Dem- he was scrimshaw i think it was yeah yeah so i i didn't even know how that had ended at the time so sam coming in with the challenge i was like uh what okay i mean i wouldn't challenge that but if you want to i guess sure (laughs) yeah look the challenge is there for a reason and i'm never gonna like say someone shouldn't do it if they really feel the need but i've also i'm working so hard to make sure like if you're challenging it better be the world's best challenge because i don't want to run into a situation later where it's like well, this is so open-ended. I don't want that stuff anymore. Like, I'm trying to be as specific as possible, whether it's singles, IG, whatever. Oh, last, was it, it was the Chance Ellison and Chandra match. And it was, what did Bruce say for uh, Martha? I remember and that. It, it was specifically uh, talking yeah. about the house. Yeah. And that was one of my favorites because it was like, no, like we were pulling it strictly from dialogue. Like maybe the farm overall is the thing, but Clark is asking specifically, how did you save the house? Yeah. And like when Winston and I had talked about it later, he was like, we had trained over and over as it being the farm and didn't think about it being the potential of the dialogue. And it was like, yeah. that's the stuff that I get to at this point where it's like, I'm very focused on what is the exact wording of the thing? Because if the exact wording of the thing is this, that's what I want to use. Yeah. Thank so you, Brian, for pointing that out. It's true. Um, yeah. I would love to do a pre-taped match sometime. Maybe. <laughs> one day. One day your time will come. Uh, it'll happen. You're, it'll happen. you're waiting for one in, another new one in person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that they do something. That, yeah, I'm hoping they do something at Celebration. Uh, next year because that's always a good time so that like a celebration my question my last question for you is of all the cities that we have been to for the next live event and what new place would you like to go to sacramento i want to take it home dude yeah I do. I want to take it home i want to go back home i want to take the because the weird thing is like Ladybird took place in Sacramento. No one t- talks about Sacramento in the way they talk about Hollywood and Los Angeles, but Sacramento is the capital of California. I made it out. I'm now like the head writer of this really cool internet game show that mixes wrestling and character work. And I want to take it home. I, it's, We've got the venues. We've got the venues. Like the downtown life is great. I want to take it home to Sacramento because I also want to be like, I came from here and like, you can, you can leave here and still do the thing that you want to do. Like, Sacramento is such a cool place. I, I want to, man. I want to take it home. I want to go to Sacramento. People would people would love Sac. They would absolutely love Sac. Yeah. It would be, it would be, it would be, it would be a great, great location for sure. I know so many people that live there or near there now. So, yeah, I would love that. <laughs> I, 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 100%. If we do Sacramento, 
I, I'll be on the first flight home. I'll spend two weeks there. I'll hang out with everyone. Like we'll do everything in Sacramento. I love Sacramento. Got a place to stay. Home. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to a Kings game, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> baby. Yeah, baby. Uh, all right. So one quick comment Streamlabs did come through for PJ here. Uh, it's from Daniel again. I personally wrote questions for this fan for a fan league for a little bit. And all I say is that whoever is writing the multiple choice questions or, or options in PJ's department deserves a raise because it's hard. It is definitely a tough job. And I uh, applaud the writers. There you go. Thanks, man. I, I multiple choice. It, depending on the situation is either my favorite thing or the worst thing in the world. Um, the ones I actually have the most fun with are the star Wars ones. And that's only because I like to go into depending on the situation on what I'm asking. I like to look at some of the old legend stuff that I remember. And I'm like, what if I put one of the legends things as a multiple choice option? And <laughs> like, just to, cause you know, it's kind of fun to be like, it, and at least it looks like that. I know what I'm talking about because it's like, this thing is also a thing that was in the star Wars canon at one point. Like I could just uh, see a few of them going. Ah, ah, yeah. This is yeah. Someone would hyperventilate. I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, especially so, the Dragon Con people. <laughs> yeah, and that's why it's fun. Like, and it's being very careful to like if it's a Legends thing that doesn't like step on in some capacity. The thing that you're asking, also, like, it's just a like thing. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the fun I have with it. Um, yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Multiple choice sucks sometimes, though. I don't. <laughs> uh, well, PJ, I know you got to head out of here, but we got to finish off with our POV question because movies man. bring us together quickly here. What is your favorite movie snack and your favorite candy? I brought in Charleston shoes. Charleston shoes. Um, they do the little mini ones, which are excellent for when you go to the movies. They're, uh, those are Charles wafers, right? No, they're like it's like chocolate and marshmallow. Oh, mm. it's real good, man. If you've never had them, there's a strawberry flavor too. There's a chocolate flavor. So chocolate on chocolate, chocolate and vanilla, chocolate and strawberry. It's all real good. Um, and a, an icy like that's the thing man the movies it's charleston choosing an icy for me or reese's pieces uh tim franco knows like i love reese's pieces at the movies because he and i go pretty frequently together and i just love my reese's pieces man i'm like et he doesn't go. like peanut butter no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like peanut butter flavored stuff that's just oh. i don't know it's just after, i don't understand after, it but after i saw et like as a kid growing up i was obsessed with reese's pieces and Dude, they're the best just, yeah, they're amazing. I, I've never I'm seen wondering, Can I sneak E.T. into the Star Wars division? I wonder. <laughs> yes, because it's technically right. canon. I mean, he's not mentioned, but he's in Revenge of the Sith. He is. They're, all, they're also in Phantom Menace. They're... Yeah, Phantom Menace. Uh, yeah, maybe... Well, maybe is it just... Is it just Phantom Menace? Is that the... Pa I don't... Is it's, it... It's, I think it's just Phantom Menace. Yeah, because they're at the pod race. Like, uh -huh. there's a whole bunch of them at the pod race, and that always makes me happy. Like, <laughs> if you notice it, you notice it. And it's like, <gasps> and that's the one thing I've always liked about I, I posted it earlier because it was 38 years ago today. Steven Spielberg and George Lucas put their hands at the Grauman's Chinese Theater. And wow. the thing I was thinking about in that, like I had posted it on my Instagram story. It was like, I want someone to look at me the way that they look at each other, how proud they are of each other. But like, if you look at their movies, all the little nods back and forth and the stuff that they did when they were working together, like the hieroglyphics in Star Wars or in Indiana Jones that are Star Wars related or in E.T. when it's the Yoda and mm -hmm. like the stuff like that just makes me so happy. And I, that is the biggest friendship goals of all time is to be Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. That's what I want to leave you guys with. 
All right, there, there it is. PJ's parting words. Well, PJ, thanks again, man, for hanging out uh, for the last hour and 15 minutes. Uh, and we got, we got to pick your brain. It was fun. And you are always welcome on POV, man. Thank you. Hey, man, I will come back anytime. Uh, I know it sometimes conflicts with the stuff I do at the other <laughs> place, but you know I'm always going to make the time. But now I'm going to go uh, do nonsense with Sean Sullivan for God knows how long. So when you guys are all done here, come over to PJCN. We're going to be doing all sorts of nonsense for Dear God, I don't know how long, but we'll see <laughs> tell Sean hi. We haven't seen yeah, him. Tell him hi. We'll, we'll send over all our viewers, all the PO, the view crew, and they'll be over there ever soon. So thanks again, PJ. Yeah, anytime, guys. Night. Later, man. Bye. Whoa. Just got to adjust it. That was great. That was he. He was able to pick our brain, or we were able to pick his brain a little bit, and got some really good, good answers from him. Um, backstories on a lot of things that were happening in Schmodown, how kind of the process is. So I'm, and I'm sure a lot of people have been wondering kind of what goes into it. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was, that was really fun to kind of get, get, the, get his side of it, you know, from everything that happens. I could ask him a million more questions <laughs> yeah. and he would, I, I'm sure he would be like, all right, enough. <laughs> Go away. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's shift gears a little bit before we talk about this week's matches. Cause there are a lot um, we're going to announce our next guest on uh, Happy Hour, which is taking place on May 29th, Memorial Day weekend. And I'm going to shoot it to Molly to uh, do the announcement here. So, yeah, um, we wanted to. Well, they they put me in charge, basically, since May is May 1st was my birthday. So May is my birthday month. Uh, and so. <laughs> OK, good. We'll, we'll talk. Um, so, yeah. Um, we are going to have not one, but two special guests and then a couple of other guests along with them. But our guests for May are going to be the Scrimshaws. Joseph and his lovely wife, Sarah, are going to join us uh, next Saturday. And yeah, it's going to be a fun Star Wars nerdy time. And uh Alex will be there. Sean will be there. Do you want to reveal what we're what we're doing exactly? Um, I'll wait for Jill to yeah. reveal more details about our specific goal uh, in mind that we have for that particular episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I know how I know how insanely busy Scrimshaw is, so I'm so grateful that he agreed to do this and his wife. Amazing. Um, yeah, I'm very excited to chat with That's them. That's why we've waited a little bit on this happy hour because we wanted them. They, their ske- their schedule is definitely busy and it fit them. Uh, they are, I, I follow them. And, and so they're, they're definitely the cocktail kind of people. Uh, oh, they, yeah. they make drinks and, you know, they try a bunch of different things. And obviously the picture you can see, they were, this picture was at, I want to say this was at Scum and Villainy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're trying drinks there and just hanging out and having a good time and, Combining them with the Damons and then the Soli Mancelino household. Woo! Woo! It's about to be crazy, y'all. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I, I feel like it might end up being just a one big Star Wars counseling episode in the end where we're just like, Joseph, how do, how do I deal with uh, Rise of Skywalker? Just r- walk me through it again. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, but yeah. No, it's going to be a great time. And, and like Molly said, uh, they, her and Jill will reveal a little bit later what the 
overall goal of the episode is there is a theme. Uh, it's it's a fun one, so you guys should be very excited for that one. But let's go ahead and shift into some matches taking place this week. Um, and uh, this is this is a big week. Uh, this is a huge week. There's a lot of matches because we do have a pay-per-view that's happening on Friday. It is a title match pay-per-view, the IG title match. Let's start with um, Wednesday's match, which is a Star Wars match. Um, it is Gold Leader, and uh, it is Marie Wilson. So we have the Suspects and the Finsaka Chains. First round of the Star Wars tournament one of the final two matches of the Star Wars tournament. Uh, let's just talk about this one a little bit because both of them are 1-0 at the moment. Gold Leader came in as a very big unknown. Um, he beat uh, he beat uh, Lacey Gilleran uh, early on in the year, so we haven't seen him in a while. And Marie is also 1-0 and beat Sean Sullivan earlier this year. Um, Molly, let's talk about this a little bit. Who are you taking and thoughts on this one? This is one that I really feel could could swing either way. I think these two players are very evenly matched. Um, but I I don't know. Like, I, I've seen Marie in action, not only in the Schmodown, but in, in Dragon Con. And, like, I, I've watched a lot of her content. She does a ton of other stuff outside Schmodown that's, like, Star Wars stuff. So I'm going to – I got to – Stick with my Dragon Con people, and and I'm gonna take Marie on this one. But I'm I'm nervous, man. I it could go either way, really. Yeah, he's he's such an unknown, right? Like yeah. they saw him do really well in his first match, but he really is still such an unknown. Uh, and we've seen we have tape on Marie for sports terms. Uh, we've seen what she's done, and we saw what Gold Leader did in the first match, but it's still kind of a mystery. Um, also, if he's been in Georgia this whole time, why has he not been in Dragon Con Trivia? I'm gonna put that <laughs> out there. Facts, facts. Maybe he's Challenge. only maybe he's only fit for movie trivia showdown. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Brian, what about you? Uh, I completely agree with Molly. I feel like they are very well matched, um, and I, I don't know. I this, I could see this one falling either way. Um, uh, real quick, uh, Marie loves um, the comics uh, and uh, Dr. Afra. Yeah, she's a big Dr. Afra fan. Big Dr. Afra fan. Um, so I think I think I'm gonna lean the opposite way with Molly, and I think that Gold Leader might squeak this out. I think <laughs> the Dragon Con Lady. Um, yeah, I, I think gold leader might get by on this one. Um, so yeah, that's, what I'm going to go with. Yeah, I, hmm, it's, it's tough because I think that Marie's trivia experience comes into play a lot. And I, I obviously, I don't know what gold leader has done as far as bar trivia or, any kind of trivia, really. And, yeah, we still don't really know much about either. No, he, we and we saw him in a match, but really, you don't get to see much, right? He's just he's sticking to just the questions that he's getting, and one match isn't enough to really lead off of. But I will say, he looked a lot more, I guess, comfortable would be the right word inside of a Schmodown match more so than she did because she's transferring over from something that is so vastly different from Schmodown. Mm -hmm. Gold Leader has been watching Schmodown for a very long time. Yeah. And so he he understands and gets it all. Um, I think I'm going to give the edge to Gold Leader on this one. I do. And, and 
I do think that Marie has a very set, a very good set of knowledge that can play to her strengths very well and play to her very well and um, kind of play on top of other competitors very well. But I think that the game might play in Gold Leader's favor a little bit more this time around because he did play perfect. He played very well. He got those steal opportunities up against Lacey. Uh, and Marie did have a couple stumbles, a couple pauses, if you will. Uh, so I'll give the slight edge to Gold Leader on this one. Um, I would love to see Marie win because it's it's up against Finstock, and I, I like to hate on Finstock. But <laughs> um, I do think that they might have found a special one in Gold Leader. So I'll give it to him on this one. Proof for it didn't happen. <laughs> very fair very fair uh all right the next one which originally was supposed to be the team's final but i think it may have gotten switched so we're going to talk about the ig match that's happening this week um it is greg alba and it is taylor robinson we are finally getting to see them Ooh. this year uh it isn't an ig match we got to talk to taylor uh just a few weeks ago on the show um and i i believe on the schedule it was originally slated for friday but they're going to pile everything up on friday with a ton of incredible matches um, but let's talk about the IG one. We, we get to see Greg Alba back for the Quirky Mercs first time this year. And then T Taylor is finally making her return uh, to Shmodown after getting her one IG match a few years ago. Brian, I'll shoot this one to you first. You got, uh, do you got Greg Ild Idris Alba, Elba, or do you have Taylor the Robin Robinson? So we haven't seen Taylor for a long time. So I feel like... She's definitely going to want to come back in strong. She's going to want to prove her worth. Yeah. Um, and then you have Greg who just kind of like is that guy that like shows up. Maybe he does good. Maybe he doesn't, but still like you're rooting for him because he's fine and just like silly. Um, I, I, I think I'm going to go. I'm, no, I know I'm gonna go with Taylor on this one. I think she pulls the upset, if you will. Um, I say upset just because Greg's been around longer. Um, I I don't know. I I see how busy the real rejects are. They're constantly uh, pumping out stuff on their channel. Maybe they don't have time as much for Schmodown stuff. Very possible. Um, so, whereas, I mean, Taylor and Jacob, they, let's be honest, if you're living together with your significant other, you're helping each other in some capacity. That's what uh, I was going to bring up. I was like, she's got Mr. Blunden's help. Yeah. So, so I mean, if you didn't, you're kind of taking it a little too serious. But, <laughs> um, so, you know. I, I, to me, the thing that just is really going to make it is I think she wants to be out there. She wants to prove herself. She wants to prove her worth. And I think she's going to just come in like axe swinging. And I'm, would you stop it? I, it's my, it's my fidget spinner. It was my, it was my hurrah moment. And yeah, you could have just kept going, but you decided to no. stop. It threw me off, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going with Taylor on this one. I think she's going to make a, a solid, Redebut. It's been so long that it's like it's basically a debut. I, I, Molly. Before I go to you, I, I want to think. When was the last time? And it could have been recently. There's so many matches to think about. But when was the last time we got a female IG player match? It's been a while, right? Oh, was it last year's tournament? Emily. 
Emily Jen Kemp, yeah. or Jen Kemp, right? Or Jen Kemp, yeah. Jen, Jen Kemp. So it's Emily, been almost Emily. a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's get some more nerdy females up in here. I mean, there's plenty of them, and I, I yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see Taylor play. But Molly, what about you? Who you got? Oh, Mara. Oh, Mara. Go. Oh, I thought we were like. I thought we were talking about new players. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, duh, Mara. Thank you, guys. We make us look we, like idiots. Yeah, I know. Duh. Mara's. We know Mara, but we're like a new, a new, <laughs> uh, a new IG lady. D- yeah, Jake. Jake's over here, like God. That I'm a moron. I'm yeah. A moron. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I got. I like. I thought we were talking about newer players. Who I guess I, I just like included Mara in like. Yeah, like she's she's a veteran. She's been in the league for a while. She's a champion. Yeah. So it, in my head, it kind of just like sat there like, well, duh. And I asked yeah. the question without thinking of her because I just included her in that. Um, yeah. But yes, Mara, of course. But outside of Mara, it was the IG tournament last year. And a couple of people are mentioning it was uh, Emily, Jen, and Janine all were included in that tournament, which is Janine, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, we IG ladies – is probably thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's few and far between. I would yeah. say they're probably the least new. We're getting we're seeing a lot more Star Wars singles, but the IG one, there's still a little bit of a slow wheel turn for new female competitors. Thank you, Mick. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> All right, Molly, you're picked for this one. Oh man, this one's hard too. Uh, and it's another Finstock person versus uh what is it the the mercs the mercs yeah um i mean people you don't like versus your sworn enemy (laughs) and it really is the week of finslock they have they have all three day matches this week yeah Mm -hmm. wow so uh, i mean uh, i do want finstock's winning streak to stop i don't know that it will but i think i think it's it's due to, to end pretty soon but and like Greg Alba has uh, I think a little more experience but Taylor wanting to come back prove her worth prove why she got drafted she's got Jacob's help I would love to see her win this match Finstock or not <laughs> Yeah, it would be really cool because it's also for the story aspect, right? She played it for years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, her and Jacob are all the way over in Australia. They got drafted the same year. Uh, and it would be a really cool story for her to win. Um, I definitely think that she has a good chance. But a lot of a lot of people had mentioned it early on. Um, I do take into account how well Greg played against Kalinowski last year. Uh, he, he took him to the wire. And Kalinowski recognized that. And yes, definitely channel priorities could come in play. Um, you know, they just had they just interviewed Henry Golding for the Snake Eyes film. I mean, they they they're doing a lot over on Real Rejects, but I I do think that he has uh, their knowledge is definitely specific. We've saw that with John Humphrey, right? Things play to his strengths, sometimes they don't. Same thing with Greg, but I do think that Greg is the more capable IG player out of the two. Um and I do think that he'll probably walk away with the win on this one. Although I, I think Taylor puts up a huge fight. Um, I just can't wait to see it. Cause and Taylor mentioned on this, on this show, but the two of them are really good friends and they've been friends for a while. It's going to be a really fun match. 
it's going to be a really fun match. And we haven't seen a, a, a couple fun IG matches in a while. Like the, the Hannah Parker one was intense. Kalinowski Damon was obviously a little intense because Kalinowski was, wants that belt back. Mara and Chandru, like, uh, this is going to be a fun match to watch. And I'm very, very excited. But I, I'm picking Greg on this one. Are you uh, wearing your merch shirt? No, I'm wearing my happy hour shirt. <laughs> I'm just a team. So. Uh, and yes, uh, Eric, uh, Greg is also on my fantasy team. So that definitely helps. Um, all right. Oh, is he? Friday's match. Uh, Friday's <laughs> match. Uh, Friday's match is a big one. Um, it is a big one. It is the team's final. We get the the match that we've been waiting for. Oh, boy. Zone and Rushmore. It is Merle and Roka, Bateman and JTE. On Friday, the day match is released before the pay-per-view. Friday is going to be absolutely insane. There might ha- We might have to find a way to do a reaction to this one, guys, just because it is the team's final. Um, it was Christian, this was supposed to be on Thursday. It would have played perfectly to us, and then you decided <laughs> to switch it up, and you might not get a reaction out of it, but we're going to try. Anyway, we're getting the team's final. The winner of this match will await uh the either the winner or the loser of the final of the team's championship match was a shazam and odd couple um they will become a number one contender uh molly i'll start with you because it's an easy choice obviously uh danger zone and rushmore dungeon and Thinstock. we know who you're picking but thoughts on it Highway to the danger zone. It just so happened that Top Gun, the Top Gun match came out today too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, we're jumping on that highway and we are going straight to danger zone on this one. Uh, oh, thank you, King. Thank you. They're waiting a corruption. That's what it is. Thank you. Mm, There's yeah. so many number one contenders and like the maze of where people are going. But thank you so much for that. Appreciate it. I, I'm so, so, so looking forward to seeing this match because... These are people who, so like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. These players have been in it for long enough and have really done some fantastic character work. That I like, we're, we're none of us are ready for the promos that they could cut, no, for the trash talk that we're gonna no. hear during the match. The egos this week, oh my god. It's going to be insane. And like, I mean, Kaiser always shows up and has the best jokes. And we'll see if uh, Gucci can get that Burger King Wi-Fi to work. That is very true. He is somewhere that is not working for him. So, yeah. Uh, Brian, what about you? I am so torn on this one. Really? Uh, yeah. I I'm really torn on this one. I because JTE is helping me in my fantasy like no other. I mean, I I have two players, so I got a win win. So I have I have uh, Merle and Roka. So. Oh my god! How do we, god. <laughs> How do we let this happen, Brent? And then I have yeah, Mara. Stopped, and then I have Mara that in the championship match. Woo. We just draft. See, we drafted people we like, Frank and. Jake drafted. I don't. I don't do fantasy drafts. So it's a competition, just... of course. Yeah, those two. That's why I said when I made that tweet the other day, like third place and down is the real fun. <laughs> Let those two have their eat. I'm the best fantasy. At, the, fest. at this point, I'm going for lowest points. This is this is golf, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, at least you knew 
that golf was all about the lowest score. Look at that. Look at you. Um, I know some things. <laughs> um, I really don't know. Again, I think I'm going to go with Rushmore just because for the second time, Danger Zone squeaked their way by the second time, in my opinion. I, I mean, I, I, let's be honest, that, that yeah. it was Deception that lost the match, not Danger Zone that won. I love this yeah. cool emoji thing. Oh, the goat and the outlaw? <laughs> That's amazing. So, yeah. Uh, it pains me to say but I think I'm going to pick Rushmore. I mean, that's fair. Look, they, they've been playing incredible. They have. They the they have gotten – they got two TKOs in the tournament. They TKO'd Press Room, and then they TKO'd Lightning Time, and a lot of people were picking Lightning Time to win the tournament. They were. Uh, JTE has looked uh, not just as JTE of old, but JTE of better than ever, and Roka looks just as good as well. Um but I will say this, and I do agree with Brian that Danger Zone stumbled. Deception lost the match more so than Danger Zone winning the match. I'm still going to pick Danger Zone in this one. I picked them at the beginning of the tournament. Um, no matter how many hurdles they've had to go through so far, uh, I really liked the way that Dan and Ben worked together on this last match. Um, they definitely got some questions that threw them for a loop. Uh, ben definitely put them on his back a little bit with that five point question and said, Hey, this is the movie. Let's go with it. Uh, but I, I think that they might play their best game yet together. Uh, and it's going to be an absolute barn burner of a match. This match is going to be scary. Good. It's four legends of the game. And yes, they are all legends. JT is a legend. Ben Bateman. He's still young, but he's a legend in the making and it's Merle and Roca. And it's going to be absolutely insane. I'm so excited, but I'm going to give it to Danger Zone. Both teams have to bring their A game. There's absolutely. no other, like, you can't have an uh-oh in yeah. this match. I agree. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is insane. Yeah. This yeah. is, well, and I mean, JT, JT was the, the longest running teams champ. I mean, he's, there's four champs in that, in that, and he didn't win a singles belt, but he had, he held the, Team's title for the longest time with Jeff Snyder on the Patriots, and that's a big deal too. Yeah, yeah. You you just there's no. This is the closest you will ever probably have to see someone play perfect in singles. the old dead guys. <laughs> that was so funny. That <laughs> caught me off guard so hard. But uh, yeah, this is the clo- this. I feel like this match. This it's is this. the closest. It's this. Who will miss first? Yeah, a hundred percent. This is almost uh, like I literally feel like you have to go perfect in order to win. It's, it's going to be it's going to be great. I'm it's so going to be a so very great. different territory than we and, are used to in singles. And like we said, or like I said, we'll we'll discuss whether or not we can do a reaction. If we do, it'll definitely be earlier in the day because of the pay per view. If that's the case, um, because the three of us are able to do it a little bit earlier with Jill and her work schedule. And if we do, it'll be early. We'll keep you guys up to date for now. Um, we'll just say probably not, but there's always that chance. We'll let you guys know by the end of the week. But let's move to Friday's pay-per-view. We'll finish out the show with these two matches because they are massive. Um, a few weeks ago, we saw Marisol McKee take on Video Drew for a shot at this pay-per-view. She ended up winning, and her and Janine the Machine will be facing off 
on the undercard match uh, on this Friday's pay-per-view in Schmodown versus um, for a chance to play Kevin Smith. Uh, Kevin Smith at Schmodown Collision uh, this June for a chance at a number one contender shot of a singles title. Woo! This is a big one. This is a big one. This is the first time, and correct me if I'm wrong, chat, this is the first time these two ladies have ever faced each other um, in teams or singles. Um, or excuse me, singles. They faced just recently in teams, Blackjack and Deception, so they did face each other in teams. Uh, this is the first time they will be facing off each other in singles. Molly, I'm going right back to you. Who do you got? <sighs> these are all hard decisions to make. Um... I'm I'm rooting for both of them, but I have to say, after seeing Marisol play on Friday, maybe, yeah, and maybe I just haven't seen Janine play as many times as I've seen Marisol recently. But the way she Marisol's playing, she's on fire. Yeah, like she she looks nearly unbeatable. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like I mean, she, she cruised, her and Adam both cruised through James Stewart. Mm -hmm. And then she cruised through those movie release date questions that were for steals. Yeah. And it feels like anything that we may have thought was a weakness for her turns out. Nope. So it, it feels kind of like we're back to square one of not really knowing her strengths and weaknesses because she she must be studying up on just everything so well that yeah she's been killing it so uh, I I gotta go with Marisol in this one. Brian, had we not had the teams tournament, I would have picked Janine. After seeing the teams tournament. I don't know anyone that can beat Marisol right now. I kind of agree with you. <laughs> like, and even even the former champ himself is championing her and be like, this is uh, your next belt holder. If Adam and her were to play against each other right now, as it would as much as it would pain me to pick, I'd pick Marisol. Like, she's terrifying right now. Like it, where there is no no weakness in her armor right now yeah, that I could see and I think most people can see I I think Janine is going to put up a very good fight I honestly think Janine probably is going to have the match of her career this Friday but I think that you put anyone in front of Marisol right now, she's going to beat them. Anyone. That, that, like, goats, coyotes, anything. I feel like she's she's going to beat them. And whether, it's terrifying. Whether or not she wins the belt this year, which she's on that path, she is high probability of winning player of the year because of the way that she's playing. If she continues like this, Mm -hmm. There is a a big chance where that she can be player of the year by the end of the year. And it's only May. She still has a long way to go. Imagine her in a tournament right now. Oh. She is player of the week this week. That is very true. It deserves it. Oh, I mean, on, on the way. Player of the year. She's the scariest player in singles right now. 
Yeah, I would, I would agree. With you. And I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm picking Marisol as well. I think that she is, she's looking unstoppable. And it's nothing against Janine. I, like, like Brian said, I think she's going to play great. I said earlier this year that I think this is going to be Janine's year as far as just the way that she plays, whether win or losses, that she's going to be, she's going to play her best year as a movie trivia player. But unfortunately, she's running into someone who looks unbeatable, mm-hmm. like looks unbeatable. And when when she does win and then when she faces Kevin Smith, I think that she ends up beating Kevin Smith by a lot and then facing the champion with the belt. Like she is on a path right now that could make her have the belt within two months. And that is scary. <laughs> I can't wait for, yeah. for Kevin Smith to be like, I never thought someone could make me think that I know nothing about movies until today. (laughs) So true. So absolutely true. Um, All right, let's get to the big one here. The the finale of this week here, and it is a matchup of the ages. A third time we are getting to see Mark Kanopic and Mike Kalinowski face off uh, for the belt, Um, for the belt. Each, each match they've played each other has been for the belt uh, and third time here as we get to the finale of Friday night's pay-per-view. Brian, who you got? You know how much I love Kalinowski. Kalinowski has been one of my favorites since the beginning of me watching Schmodown. Mara's not losing that belt. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Yeah, baby. She is going to just... The way she plays is insane. It just... It's just... I, I, I don't... I love everyone. Like everyone, okay, real quick. When we when we no, do fine. predictions here, they're saying that like people say, "Oh, I'm picking Marisol." The second it's Mike involved, wipe the floor with him. <laughs> Mike going down. <laughs> everyone just like take him down. Oh man, I mean, Mike's been on this revenge tour, and he's been doing great. Yeah, but. I this I have to agree. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, I have to agree. Mara is not letting that belt leave Arkansas. Period. Yeah, that Arkansas dungeon. Yeah, a lot of people are picking Mara. A lot of people are picking Mara. It's oh, this is tough, man. Because, but like Molly said, Mike's been playing, and we've only seen him in one match, but he looked like Mike Volt. He, he looked like Michael Bold, right? He looked uh, formidable. He looked like he just knew things that came right off of his, you know, right off the tongue there. Um, I think he's going to give Mara an absolute test, more so than Chandra did. But I think Mara's knowledge with the new categories might be a little stronger than Mike's knowledge with the new categories. Because Mike, for the last couple of years, has been heavily playing teams. He's been playing singles. Mara is a is a strictly IG player, and she's been watching all these movies her entire life. The Indiana Joneses, the Star Treks, the Batman Mask of the Phantasms, the Ninja Turtles. She's been watching all those. And, you know, like we've mentioned multiple times, her and Dan are also in the same household, and that can be scary. Um, it's nothing against Mike. I, I, think, I think Mike puts up a huge test, but I do think that Mara's going to win, and I agree that it might end up being an overtime. We could easily see an overtime match that goes 
and be one of the better matches that we've seen, not just this year, but forever. Because this this is a this is truly a matchup of the ages. A third time for the belt. Like, my God. Come <laughs> on. It's just if only we could have gotten this match with the first Damon DeMolanta match. Could you imagine those two matches for a pay-per-view? On event? the same card? Oh my god. And if that were if that would have been like a live event on top of that, oh dang it. God, the amount of live events that would have just been insane this year. <laughs> Ugh. Breaks your heart. Almost there. Get vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. So we can party in these cities. <laughs> well, I mean, since since we talked about it, I, I will say, everyone watching, we are planning a show where we're going to talk about places that the Schmodown could go, possibilities not just in the U.S., but outside of the U.S. as well. That'll be coming in a few weeks um, since the possibility of going to live events is actually out there now. Uh, Christian is putting up polls, so why not talk about it and save them? Don't don't reveal them And yet. Grace. Save them. Uh, oh, excuse me, Grace. Not not Christian, but Grace. Yes, you are correct. You are correct. Thank you. Um, all right. Well, I think that wraps up everything tonight. I don't think we're covering anything else tonight. Uh, I do want to say all the FCL stuff that's been happening over the past few weeks, guys. We are still playing catch up personally. Um, the Star Wars stuff and last week's match. Sometimes we get a little busy. We will cover that very, very soon. Plus, we want to get Jill's take on the Star Wars stuff as well. She will be back this week. Um, and as I mentioned, we're going to be doing a Top Gun reaction uh, check out our horror reaction if you didn't if you didn't catch that, which uh, Brian and Molly took part of on Saturday with Zach Burkett. They reacted to this beautiful exhibition match that took place on the Skybound Expo. Um, it looked like a ton of fun. You, you look, I imagine you guys had a blast on that one, Brian. Even uh, though you got one point, mm -hmm. I got so one point, so I'm happy. It was so fun. When, like we mentioned it before, uh, we're not that great at horror trivia. Zach is. Uh, but it's one of those he did things so well he forgot just, to keep track of his points right i think he said he went back and he said that he would have gotten 27 like, like 27 yeah he put it on but, twitter to make make the people know he's like yeah oh, know. yeah but <laughs> it's one of those things that's just, it's just so fun to watch and be a part of and i mean those those three players are amazing yeah i loved seeing two people going against one person on the wheel in that that's a lot of fun oh, and an that, opponent's choice yeah Ooh. Ooh. that was that, that was, was cool. nerve-wracking yeah i, I would I like, like to see that. more matches like that. that those are always fun those three-way matches are always fun like that because they have to decide together and um, definitely go check it out just just to see like what pj did with the different categories the slices on the wheel like it's it was very different from last year's horror free-for-all uh but in a very good way yeah, and like I like we said, I am the furthest from a horror fan, and I enjoyed the heck out of it. So, yeah. All right. Well, last thing, as we mentioned earlier in the show, if you're if you're joining us recently, uh, we announced the next happy hour guests, and they are none other than the Scrimshaws. Uh, they will be joining Molly and Jill uh, on May 29th, Saturday, May 29th at five o'clock, along with Alex Damon and Sean Sullivan for a very special event here on Happy Hour. It's going to be a blast, guys. Do not miss it. The question um, is, does Alex and Sean know that they're going to be part of it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm of course sure, they do. I'm sure they were told, and then they probably forgot, and then they're going to be like, oh, yeah, we agreed to do that. 
Yeah, so it's gonna be a blast, guys. It's gonna be an absolute blast. But we're gonna and head we'll, out of here. We'll talk about the drink. Uh, we'll put out the recipe yes. and all that stuff soon. Yes, it'll be very soon. Uh, it's gonna be a fun again. Drink. It's fun Molly's time. month, so prepare to be plastered. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody, we're gonna head out. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us again. Huge shout out to PJ Campbell for stopping by and hanging with us for more than an hour. Go check his show out. Do a POV raid over on the Unwind right now on the PJCN. Um, the links are in the description. The YouTube channel link is in the description. Uh, his Twitter, all that stuff is down there. You can check that out. Uh, for now, Brian, let them know where they can find you online. Uh, be a Volcino on Twitter and Apocflix Movies with Jake. Um, yeah, that's it. And Molly? Uh, you can find me at Molly Damon on Twitter uh, and over at Star Wars Explained. Uh, speaking of Busy Fridays, yeah, I totally forgot about Bad Batch. Um, check out our Bad Batch uh, live streams. We do them every Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Your time. Your show is called what? Oh, it's called The Clone Zone. I, I love it so much. <laughs> love it so much. Also, I'm putting the link to their, the PJ Campbell Network stream and in case we want to raid them uh, in yeah. the chat. Yeah. So feel free to do that. As soon as, oh. as soon as we head, oh look at you, Rachel, both. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> as soon as we head out, guys, head over there, give them a raid, go check it out. They have a good time over there on the NY. Yeah, go T Sean. <laughs> uh, Qui Gon Jake for myself, two ends because someone else took it before I did. Shout out POV for the POV Twitter Streamlabs and our Patreon. A lot of cool things coming for Patreon. May Q and A is already up. Check that out. But for now, uh, thank you again for everyone who's hanging out on the Sunday, and we'll be back later this week with Jill. Catch you guys then. <laughs>